and welcome to the 522nd episode of Travelers Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, and we are in the 12th season of Travelers Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality. From authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists, if it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travelitch Radio. And tonight, we are delighted to greet Laura McMurchie, Vice President of Communications at Experience Scottsdale. Welcome back, Laura, to Travelitch Radio. Hi, Dan. It's great to be back. Well, you know I've visited Scottsdale many times and always hate to leave, but look forward to coming back. I love the climate, the cacti, the mountains, and the luxurious resorts. Well, let me ask you this. If you were sitting next to a stranger on a plane and he asked you what you would recommend about Scottsdale, where would you begin? I think the thing that really makes Scottsdale stand apart is the Sonoran Desert. So you can golf anywhere in the world. You can go to baseball games all throughout the U.S., but you can't do this in this desert setting. So I think it's really the thing that separates us from other destinations. That's a great answer. Scottsdale is Arizona's golfing hub with 200 world-class golf courses. Surrounded by the Tonto National Forest on one side and numerous deserts on the other, Does your climate stay benign all year? Well, summer is hot. Um, We kind of lean into it. We actually have a summer campaign called It's That Hot, where we don't shy away from the fact that we know it's hot in the summer, but we feel like we do heat better than just about anyone. Um, And about nine months of the year, you don't have to deal with that pesky heat. What will visitors find at Camelback Mountain? So Camelback Mountain really is sort of our central corridor, so it is one of our premier landmarks. I always say Camelback Mountain is kind of our equivalent to waterfront property. If you're situated by Camelback Mountain or have that view, you know that um, you're going to have an elevated experience. So Camelback Mountain is great for hiking, but also just great as a beautiful backdrop for your photos. And Scottsdale has some resorts that are like small villages that people never need to leave. The Phoenician right on the border between Phoenix and Scottsdale comes to mind immediately, but would you mention some of the others, too? Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, The Phoenician is definitely one of those, and as you said, straddles the border, and you would never have to leave. Um, Same for the Fairmont Scottsdale Princess. They now have a little resort within a resort. They have a spa within a spa. Um, They have myriad restaurants and pools. Um, The Phoenix Open is played there. Um, We also have the Westin Kierlin. So those are some of the larger properties that really are a one-stop shop for everything. And tonight we're talking with Laura McMurchie of Experience Scottsdale. Laura, is it true that Scottsdale has almost 300 days of sunshine a year? I think we actually average about 330. So, yeah, definitely 300 days plus. Ooh, Now, in 1888, U.S. Army Chaplain Winfield Scott came to the Salt River Valley and acquired 640 acres to begin farming, and that served as a catalyst for the growth of the community that bears his name. Could you talk about what's the growth that has started out from an agricultural town? 
Yeah, sure. Um, because the uh, Arizona Canal runs through the city, um, Winfield Scott recognized the fact that this would be a great sort of agricultural asset, and the city really did just kind of build upon that with a favorable climate, with the irrigated desert, and the beautiful scenery. He felt like it was a great place um, to create a settlement, and he brought people from the East Coast and from the Midwest and um, brought a lot of, um, you know, artists and well-cultured people to really kind of establish the city. Um, and then throughout the years, it kind of went through a lot of different um, phases and began to grow. And it's still one of the fastest growing or part of one of the fastest growing counties in the United States. Um, it's known for kind of its, its Western historical vibes, obviously, um, our nod to the former Native American lands. Um, and now it's just become a thriving resort town. Um, in the 50s, it really kind of picked up in terms of development with the advent of air conditioning. Um, and then it also just became a real wellness destination as well. Hmm. Now, you mentioned Scottsdale's official city city. Woo, Scottsdale's official city seal, adopted in 1951, includes the city's official nickname, the Westmost Western Town. Can you talk about some of the Western offerings that people can find in Scottsdale? Yeah, sure. Um, it originally sort of got that name because of the um, ranch, ranchers that came to town, because of the um, stampedes and cattle roundups that would happen. And although Scottsdale is a very cosmopolitan city now, it does still have those western roots in our old town Scottsdale area. Um, so you'll find um, places like the Rusty Spur, which is a historical building that dates back to the 1920s. Now it's a bar, um, but it used to be the Farmer's Bank building, and they kind of you know, joke around that now they store their liquor in the vaults that used to store the money. Um, we do still have some of those um, Western offerings for guests. We have Arizona Cowboy College, where guests can spend a day or a week learning to be a cowboy, um, going out on the range, doing everything from roping, um, wrangling, whatever needs to be done that time of year. So it can be kind of as mundane but as important as mending fences, or it could be something as dramatic as a cattle roundup. We also have the Museum of the West and um, lots of different horseback riding opportunities. Oh, yeah. Scottsdale's Museum of the West is a must-see to learn about the history, culture, and heritage of Western America. What can visitors expect there? Well, it really is a fantastic museum. It is affiliated with the um, Smithsonian, um, so it's got that fantastic stamp of approval. And it's everything from Western bronze sculptures to oil paintings. There's one room that has old Western saddles and bridles and um, spurs. There's some great interactive photo opportunities. And it really is one of the premier sort of um, places to see, you know, everything from the West, everything from Route 66 to the cowboy and Native American history. Mm. And also, you mentioned since its founding in the 1800s, Scottsdale has attracted a large number of health-conscious visitors. And now the Valley of the Sun has a reputation for the best spas and resorts in the world. What are some of the most popular spas? 
Well, this is a really hard one, um, and we cannot prove this statistic, but some, some people say that we have more spas per capita in the Scottsdale and Valley of the Sun area than anywhere else in the United States. Um, and we do have some really fantastic spas that I feel are, are very unique to our area. So um, as I mentioned, you can go to a spa anywhere in the world, but we have a lot of spas that really capitalize on that indoor-outdoor flow. They bring in traditional Native American healing techniques or use plants from the Sonoran Desert. So there really is a nod to everything from the Sonoran Desert in our spas. Um, and those spas range from the spa Beyond Oz, which has some lovely citrus treatments, um, to the spa at the Phoenician, which has some great uh, treatments that incorporate um, the desert and some of the desert clays and um, gems. Um, so there, there are so many of them, it's hard, to, it's hard to really say. The Four Seasons has a spa treatment that uses the prickly pear pads. Um, uses those as paddles, almost like a hot rock massage. So, so many different offerings. Ah, oh. and celebrated architect Frank Lloyd Wright fell in love with the Sonoran Desert, and he created Taliesin West as his winter home and architectural school, which is now a UNESCO World Heritage Site. How do you, how do you see Frank Lloyd Wright's influence in the Scottsdale area? Well, frankly, Wright really was green before his time, and there are so many architects who kind of followed in his footsteps. So Frank Lloyd Wright came to the Scottsdale area and, as you said, um, created Taliesin West, his winter home, and a working school of architecture. Um, but he was also involved in a number of other projects in uh, the Scottsdale area and, and the Phoenix area as well. So whether he was a consulting architect or he was the um, teacher to other architects who followed in his footsteps. There's a huge footprint of Frank Lloyd Wright-inspired architecture throughout the area, including uh, Palo Solari's Cosanti and Arcosanti and Bridge in Old Town Scottsdale. Uh, Palo Solari came from Italy to study with Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, those two big creative geniuses were a little bit too much uh, ego for you know one space, so they kind of separated ways, but um, have both left <laughs> an indelible footprint on uh, the Scottsdale and Phoenix area. Oh, and it's so beautiful. <laughs> We're talking mm -hmm. about beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona with Laura McMurtry. Laura, at Travel Witch Radio, we enjoy everything on rails, trolleys, trains, anything like that. And Scottsdale offers a truly unique experience for families at the McCormick-Stillman Railroad Park. This expansive urban park is dedicated to the history of the American Railroad, and visitors can even take a short train ride or hop on a 1950s vintage carousel. So what is it, and what special events and concerts go on there? Um, it's a great venue for families, um, but also, I mean, I've gone there with my friends for concerts. Um, you can, you know, spread out a picnic, hang out in the park. Um, they you know, decorate for different holidays. So they go all out for um, Christmas and for um, Halloween. So, yeah, it really is just a great gathering spot for locals and visitors alike. The McDowell's Norn Preserve is a great way to experience the true beauty of desert landscapes. It's permanently protected and has more than 200 miles of trails to explore. Are there trails for every skill level, too? 
There definitely are. And this really is one of our crown jewels. Back when the city started expanding in the 80s um, and, you know, really had been expanding um, for the past, you know, 80, 100 years, uh, people started to get concerned that at some point we were going to become landlocked if we kept developing at that pace. So the city had the foresight to set aside 36,000 acres of land. Um, so that, you know, it's, it surpasses 36 times um, the size of Central Park. As you said, um, more than 200 trails now, multi-use trails for horseback riding, for hiking, um, and there are trails for every level, including ADA accessible trails. Um, it really is one of the crown jewels in Scottsdale, uh, in Scottsdale. And as one of the largest butterfly conservatories in North America, Butterfly Wonderland is a lush tropical paradise alive with thousands of friendly butterflies from all over the world, which is much more to see and do there, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the butterflies really are what people go there for, but um, they have um, big ant colonies and show you how all the ants work together. And that butterfly wonderland is part of a larger complex on the Talking Stick um, Entertainment District, which is part of the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community. There's also the Odyssey Aquarium. There's an indoor skydiving. There's a Top Golf. There is a Dinosaurs of Pangea. Essentially, it is everything for family entertainment all in that one little space. I, I shouldn't say little, that very big space. <laughs> okay. You're listening to Travel It Radio with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee. Listen to us on iTunes or blogtalkradio.com or check out the archive show anytime on Facebook. And tonight we're talking about Scottsdale, the West's most modern, most Western town, with Laura McMurchie. Laura, the Scottsdale Wine Trail is a great option for those looking to sample some of the best wines of the region. Tasting rooms are all located within walking distance of each other in downtown Scottsdale. Can you tell us about some of their award-winning local wines? Yeah, absolutely. This and the preserve are two of my favorite reasons that I love living here. Because you can be middle of nowhere on a hike, but then within 10 minutes you can be in Old Town and experience the Scottsdale Wine Trail. Um, we have seven Arizona wine tasting rooms, now all walkable in Old Town Scottsdale. Um, and they you know, range from sort of... Uh, tasting rooms that are specific to a certain vineyard, or we have one tasting room which represents kind of all of the Arizona wine experience. That's called Scottsdale, the Wine Collective of Scottsdale, and the owner likes to say that they represent the underrepresented, so the smaller wineries that maybe don't have their own tasting rooms. Um, so, yeah, Arizona wine has really come into its own, and as you mentioned, we have a lot of award-winning wines. A lot of our wines are kind of similar to those that maybe from like Mendoza, Argentina, because we have that hotter climate. Um, and just to clarify, none of the grapes actually grow in Scottsdale. We have a little bit too low elevation, um, but we have three wine tasting regions in the state of Arizona, and then those seven wine tasting rooms all in Old Town Scottsdale. Hmm. And for those who prefer a brew or a game of darts, Coach House is Scottsdale's oldest tavern. Established in 1959, their outdoor patio is an amazing place to spend a few hours. And we hear they take decorating to the next level with the Christmas lights. What has made the Coach House such a popular place for seven decades? 
Oh, I love that you know this place because it really is sort of our favorite local gem dive bar, I guess you would say. Um, but it's got a good, you know, in, indoor outdoor space, as you said. The Christmas lights and those Christmas lights happen all year round. They definitely, you know, take them up a notch um, in December, but. Um, that place is lit to the hill all year round. It's super casual. You could go there in a bridesmaid's dress after a wedding. You could go there in yoga clothes. Um, kind of anything goes. And, um, yeah, shows you a different side of Scottsdale. We're not just all luxury resorts. <laughs> yeah, but with luxury resorts, you can enjoy craft cocktails with views of Camelback Mountain and the Praying Monk. And that's why Jade Bar at the Sanctuary Camelback Mountain Resort is nothing short of spectacular. It's a breathtaking place to watch the sunset, but you must have other suggestions, too. I do, but I have to say Jade Bar, I don't know what it is. I think it might be the elevation, the the views there, the sunsets there, I think are almost unrivaled, um, but we do have a lot of great places to watch sunsets. The Weston Warp, the restaurant and outdoor patio at the Andaz Scottsdale Resort and Bungalows is another fantastic place. Another great view of Camelback Mountain. As I mentioned, you know, a lot of the resorts in the sort of Old Town Scottsdale area are centered around Camelback. So those views are just spectacular. But then if you go further north, um, the Four Seasons Resort Scottsdale, fantastic patio looking out over Pinnacle Peak. Um, we really, you know, we really uh, luck out with our sunsets. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> well, to escape the desert heat, Scottsdale Fashion Square downtown has a movie theater, restaurants, and more than 200 stores. And isn't there a stop right in front of the mall on the free Scottsdale trolley? There is, and Scottsdale Fashion Square just continues to grow. Um, kind of seems counterintuitive, but during the pandemic, they opened a new luxury wing because um, luxury shopping still um, kind of maintained during the pandemic. Things were just timed, um, and they had less people coming in. But, yeah, that's just continued to expand since then. Um, Scottsdale Fashion Square offers some great, like, free yoga classes on their rooftop. It's actually the largest mall in the Southwest. So um, it really is sort of, you know, the touch point for all things lifestyle in Scottsdale. Oh, and Wonder Spaces is a can't-miss creative art space attraction in Scottsdale Fashion Square. We hear it has 13 total art exhibits that change frequently. What are some of the innovative and interactive art events visitors can anticipate this year? Well, as you mentioned, I mean, they change all of the time, so it's kind of hard to keep your finger on things, but it's everything from VR um, art. There's, as you mentioned, interactive artwork, which is the most fun part about it. And they really, they chose to be in Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall because they wanted to be really approachable, and they wanted people to feel like anyone can experience Wonder Spaces. Um, so, yeah, it's quite innovative, um, easy visits, and um, like I said, they always have something new. Terrific. We're talking with Laura McMurchie of Experience Scottsdale. Laura, you know how much I love baseball. And every year, baseball <laughs> spring training makes its way to Scottsdale and the Valley of the Sun. The San Francisco Giants, Arizona Diamondbacks, and Colorado Rockies rotate through stadiums in the Scottsdale area. Great time to visit, isn't it? 
It is fantastic. I have to say, I mean, and I like baseball, but not not the level you do. But everyone loves spring training here in Scottsdale. Um, the energy is just contagious. You know, the outdoor bars are heaving with people. The sun is shining. You know, it is the perfect time to come to Scottsdale. And for listeners who might not know, spring training runs from about Valentine's Day to April Fool's Day, from the middle of February to beginning of April. And there's a game occurring just about every day of spring training at Salt River Field, the only baseball facility built on Native American land. It's also a short drive to Talking Stick Resort and Casino, and there's a free shuttle between the two. So, Laura, have you been there, and is it a different experience for the fans? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, it's just such an amazing facility. Um, if you go to Scottsdale Stadium, it's a little bit more old school, a little smaller. Um, if you go to the fields at Talking Stick or Salt River Fields, um, it, it really, you know, kind of rivals some of the big ballparks. Um, but it's also just super approachable. And this sits on that on that Salt River Pima Maricopa land um, that I mentioned where, you know, the Butterfly Wonderland is and the aquarium and all of those fun family activities. And we should mention the Arizona Fall League is a great way to preview up-and-coming stars. When I was there a few years ago, I met Max Reed and Ronald Acuna Jr., on the, I'm trying to think, the, the Javelinas was the nickname of the team. Peoria, I think, Javelinas. And it was really exciting to meet them because I knew what they were going to turn into. And they became big superstars. And they're probably going to this year's World Series. So let's move on. The beauty of spring training, in addition to Scottsdale sunny weather, is that families have a much better chance of interacting with the players than in a regular season game. Should fans book early, like now, for spring training? I know schedules are out. Yeah, March is our busiest month of the year because of spring training and because of the idyllic weather. So, yeah, it does pay to book ahead. Um, And as you mentioned, I mean, there's just such a – casual and lively feeling uh, to these spring training games and the players are super accessible and willing to sign autographs and you can often catch them um, practicing at their practice fields not too far from the main stadiums so yes book ahead because spring training sure is busy and old town scottsdale is renowned as one of the most vibrant and unique urban downtown centers in the american southwest and scottsdale stadium is located right there What else can visitors discover there? Yeah, that stadium is extremely special because everything is so walkable. Um, So, yeah, it's easy to walk from your hotel to the stadium to some of the local restaurants to Fashion Square. Um, So there's just so to the different um, wine tasting rooms we talked about. So, yeah, Scottsdale Stadium really is um, unique in, in that arena and um, we've heard from the players that the players really love spring training in uh, the Scottsdale and Arizona area just because everything is so much more compact than it is in Florida. And I believe you have a lot less rainouts than they have in the Grapefruit League in Florida because of the humidity in Florida. That Mm -hmm. is for sure yeah especially in March Um, not much rain happening in March like I said kind of idyllic weather. And there are great hotels that offer easy access to the stadiums as well as fascinating cultural explorations. What are some that have earned high marks from travelers to Scottsdale? 
Oh, gosh. I mean, this is another hard one because, you know, people will book in different parts of Scottsdale. But if you're really looking to be close to Scottsdale Stadium, then I would say Hotel Valley Ho. Um, we're really blessed that our hotels have uh, such unique selling features. You know, some hotels really focus on sort of romance, some focus on wellness. Hotel Valley Ho is considered to be one of the best standing examples of mid-century modern architecture. Dates back to the 1950s, and it's a straight shoot over to the stadium. Um, we also have the W Hotel Scottsdale, the Scott, um, the newer hotel, Senna House. There are a lot of different hotels that are walking distance from Scottsdale Stadium. And I stayed in Hotel Valley Ho, and as a student of the 50s who grew up in the 50s and 60s, I loved it. I love retro. I also love yeah, the musical. No, oh, I'm sorry. I, I love the musical no, instrument no. museum and learned a lot I didn't know. What are some of the other museums or cultural institutions visitors should see in Scottsdale? Uh, well, museum of, the Musical Instrument Museum truly is fantastic. Um, we mentioned the um, Taliesin West, Frank Lloyd Wright. School of Architecture and Winter Home, uh, the um, Western Spirit um, in Old Town Scottsdale. So we've hit on a lot of them, but there are also some great art galleries in Old Town Scottsdale um, that are kind of a not don't miss as well. And we have a Thursday night art walk where the galleries stay open late, and that goes year-round. And we're talking with Laura McMurtry of Experience Scottsdale. Now, Laura, as you've been talking, Scottsdale's much more than spring training, luxury resorts, and golf. In fact, its large community parks offer outdoor adventures with the beautiful Sonoran Desert as a backdrop. Could you tell us more? Yeah, the Sonoran Desert really is just such a great playground for everything outdoors. So as we mentioned, um, great hiking great mountain biking. Um, there really are things for all different levels. If you want to be super active or a little bit more passive, um, you can go on a hot air balloon trip. You can go on um, ATV or desert hummer trip in the desert where your guide will talk to you about the flora and the fauna, talk about how the Native Americans relied on some of the plants in the desert. Um, there are a lot of sunrise and sunset offerings, so really getting those great photo ops in there. Um, so, yeah, there is so much to do in the Sonoran Desert, and, you know, so many people, that is the thing that, you know, sticks with them, and sometimes they don't know how to get out there. So we are happy to help people figure out how they can get out into the desert. And we understand you've collected Scottsdale's best special offers and room rate discounts all in one place on the Experience Scottsdale website. Could you give us some examples? Sure. I mentioned earlier that, you know, summer, we know it's hot, but um, we do have some great summer deals. So oftentimes you'll find that our properties are up to 60% off during the summer. So we have um, a, a deal section within our website called uh, summerinscottsdale.com. And then coming up into the holidays, we'll have holidaysinscottsdale.com. So something that, you know, people probably don't know is how Scottsdale really does go all out um, come Thanksgiving, December, so, um, you know, with Christmas lights at the hotels, um, outdoor ice skating rinks, Old Town Scottsdale has a light festival called Scott's Dazzle, so different touch points throughout Old Town Scottsdale. Um, so it really is a beautiful way to get out into the community, enjoy the beautiful lights, and, you know, not freeze like you might in some other destinations. Mm. 
And Scottsdale is a premier meeting destination, top-tier accommodations, meeting facilities, and hassle-free transportation, plus, again, that beautiful Sonoran Desert. Why do meeting planners love Scottsdale so much? First of all, I think it's the ease of travel. So Scottsdale is right next to Phoenix, so big international airport, Phoenix Sky Harbor International, so it's very easy to get here. Um, We do have a wide variety of properties that really kind of take different price points. Um, Lots of the properties have different on-site venues. So if you wanted to do a Western-themed night, that would be available to you. The great spas were a great incentive destination where people do want to um, be able to have that great weather, maybe lean into some of the wellness. And then I have to say, um, somewhat biasedly, that I mean, our team at Experience Scottsdale, the convention sales team, really is, you know, so good about working with the planners to make sure they get exactly what they need out of their meetings. Our guest tonight has been Laura McMurchie, Vice President of Communications at Experience Scottsdale. Thank you for being our guest on Travel Itch Radio. And that's it for this edition. Next week, same time, same station. We'll talk to Stacey Brown, president of the National Scenic Highway Foundation. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe.